to me where left wing or you know non-spiritual people get this shit from is that we have to really lean into the humanism i think that another uh source of that is the i guess i would say the the moral clarity of the recent rounds of protests mm-hmm. our collective refusal to accept you know the murder of all these like you know Breonna taylor and george floyd and you know hundreds of other people who didn't do fucking anything like that is 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 where that principle can be derived and left Yeah, it's totally non-material. It's non-material. It's no. It's those non-material things, and and that's the problem that a lot of lefties have is that we're over reliant on the moral argument and over reliant on the material argument. You gotta have a spiritual argument. Yeah, because people don't want a you know a rational economic argument that makes sense and holds up. They want you know something to to care about. Well, I would. Well, once again, I wouldn't say I don't. I don't go so far as to say people don't want that, but that. So that's about not people not you know not wanting. A good financial argument it's them like look we understand the financial argument but that's not the only thing that's important you know because there's plenty of people who have money but then still end up killing themselves or become drug addicts or just spiral you know they go down a really deep dark spiral yeah because at a certain point all that money the material argument only gets you so far so you need that you need people to have a sense of spiritual belonging and that's yeah. super hard when you're dealing with people who are largely not religious but that doesn't change the fact that you still have these non-material needs I definitely reinforce what you're saying about like spiritual needs for for both movements and for peoples and societies. Like, like I would say that we we crave moral leadership and that we crave rational and truthful frameworks, and mm-hmm. that that that's what the left can substitute in mm-hmm. place of uh, you know a religious zealotry as a rational framework that we can you know we might have to dumb it down or simplify it or present it in a certain way, but that explains the world. And that, you know, gives people an idea of who is working for them, who is working against them, what their interests are. I've, I just don't find a lot of people that are super interested in sitting through that. You know, I could I could explain their class position to them in like a minute, but like they have to be interested in that. They have to view it as important. Uh, we, we, we can't just tell them they're going to hell, you know. It's, it's a cop out for the, the fundies and the Christian fascists. Oh, yeah. I'm right because God says I'm right. We don't we don't have a God to dangle over people on the left. We don't, but what people try to substitute the God for is their political um, – the materialism, right? The material dialectics. So there's like the – obviously there's the more shallow, superficial, like liberal version of just leaning into all indulgences blindly and just buying into the system. And then, of course, there's the left-wing one where we still have to consume, but we try to do more um, – there's more strains of like minimalism or more strains of like denial of certain indulgences um, that's kind of taken on. But, he, but here's, I guess here's like the way I would, I would square that circle of talking about spirituality is that to me, this right here is part of the spiritual, my spirituality. Because well, I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. But in, in terms of like, oh, what keeps me motivated? What gives me life? What keeps me, you know what I'm saying, going through day to day? It isn't just. It isn't just talking about economic class issues, material shit. It's waking yeah. up. To, it's waking up to texts and messages back from my friends and my family. It's 
the ability to be able to walk around in my neighborhood and just pass by my neighbors or pass by each other and just be able to nod and wave and just have a very relaxed, um, calm walk around my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like it's these little things that give spiritual fulfillment because it, it gives you a sense of, of community and belonging and that things around you are reflective of your values and how you think the world should be. You know, and so to me, the way that I would answer that question of like, okay, how do we get spirituality into the left with people whom are largely don't consider themselves religious or spiritual, or they buy into like some astrology or some other type of woo, you know, Um, to, to me, to me, I think what we have to lean into then is lean into the humanism and lean into cultivating human um, interaction with one another. You know, whether that's the basis of because I get spiritual fulfillment from playing in my bands. I get spiritual fulfillment from talking to my comedian buddies and just cracking jokes about bullshit and not thinking about political stuff as deeply as I am now. But those are different levels of fulfillment. But they all but they all come together to give me that ultimate satisfaction. And so to, to, and so to me, it's like, you know, what will be like the lefty church? The lefty church will be I think I think there are plenty of lefty church that exist as these podcasts. I think there are lefty establishments that exist as these um these um these diff- there's spirituality happening at these protest movements you know where people are all coming together and, and realizing that we all have these shared interests and goals blah 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 I think that what we're seeing now with the co- cultivation of these different spaces and different actions and whatnot um, it's kind of like the same way we saw the left kind of coalesce around Bernie Sanders where everybody was just kind of acting independently and didn't really know if we were going to be able to make really big steps moves forward move forward and then Bernie comes through. And it kind of gives us all a sense of direction and kind of also tells each other that, hey, we got this own thing going on over here. What about we link up? What about we share information? What about we blah, 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 in the same way that right-wingers had gotten down decades ago. So so now we're starting to pick it up and we're having to, you know, build it up. But I think to me where lefty, where left-wing or, you know, non-spiritual people get this shit from is that we have to really lean into the humanism of just general human interaction. I I think that another – source of that is the I guess I would say the the moral clarity of the recent rounds of protests mm-hmm. you know like our, our lives and the things that we view as important and our connections to each other they all flow back into that our collective refusal to accept you know the murder of all these like you know Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and you know hundreds of other people who didn't do fucking anything like that is 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 where that principle can be derived and left. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I agree 100%. And, um, you know, it's, it's a shame that, you know, this conversation seems to only be getting, you know, relevant now. You know, as a matter of fact, this is something that unfortunately that, you know, Michael Brooks, who had recently passed, and apparently it was from a blood clot, but um, uh-huh. he's only 37, you know. But, um, but this is one of the things that he was turning his focus on in the last couple of years was addressing this issue of, spirituality because clearly even people who call themselves not spiritual or religious they still do things um they they, lean, they just lean into other things yeah. you know that substitute as that and then they end up becoming fanatics just trading in one sort of fanaticism for another but it's like no we need to be able to find a place where people can engage with shit and then not lean into that it's it's kept very eye level but that it's kept at a very human level you know because then people start talking about transcendence and not being of this world and being beyond and eclecticism you know, and esotericism, yeah, and the death traps of the left intellectual thought. Yeah, exactly. And and there's so many lefties that are into astrology and shit like that, and um, 
it's 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 and it's like once again i get i try not to, try not to be too critical because everybody's just working within their understanding to make sense of the world but once again i'm somebody who i know i want to take the reins in some to some degree yeah. and that i think that there's a lot of value in my ideas and my perspective and i want to help that shit spread so that's so that's the angle i'm getting at so like yeah whether it's talk whether it's the protest whether it's these one-on-one conversations um, you know, and these podcasts, the development of, this, of how many left-wing people have been able to develop with these video essays and, um, you know, really engaging with uh, uh, people in this way. But really what it comes down to is convincing other people, showing other people the value and adopting your values and perspectives as their own, or at least following your lead if they don't fully internalize it. There's a Caitlin Johnstone essay on this that is pretty good. Say that again? There's a Caitlin Johnstone, her last name, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N-E. She's mm-hmm. a Australian um, left uh, media figure. Rogue journalist? Yeah, she's a journalist, and she has this uh, piece on like spiritualism and the left, which addresses a lot of this and talks about how it's it's... The purpose of it is, in large part, to, to unite these movements. Yes. To, to give them perspective and unity and clarity. On authentic spirituality, Caitlin Johnstone. Or is it some thoughts on spirituality? There's, there's quite a few, actually. She's, here. Yeah, she's done several essays on it, but they all tend to focus on fairly similar themes. Okay. I'll, def- I'll, go, I'll definitely check that out. I'll definitely yeah. check that out. But, yeah, but I, you know, to me that is um, – which is funny because, like, you know, like a lot of left-wing people, I was on this journey of really turning away from religion and spirituality – only to realize I was simply substituting the things that I was looking for from, from the church and religion. It's just that I happened to realize the church was the Bible and shit and all that stuff was bullshit, but I was still just kind of reaching around in the dark and didn't have a strong sense of direction and kind of had to just put it together. You know, this is just kind of the result of what I've seen put it together is that I had to be seduced and compelled to go along with certain things um, that, I, that, I, that I saw as being beneficial for me to adopt. And as you go along and experiment and try different things, you realize, okay, this really wasn't working out like I thought it would, or this, maybe I'll incorporate more of this thing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and, me, I was, I have a somewhat unusual background. I was raised as a non-religious person by parents who had also been raised as non-religious folks. Oh. And they, in, in the seeking to fulfill that void of, you know, a spiritual dimension to one's life, mm-hmm. raised me in the tradition of the Unitarian Universalist Church, which... So what do y'all... I guess secular humanism. The the meme version of describing the values of the church is don't be a dick and recycle. <laughs> you know, like an environmentalism and the beliefs in social justice and that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah the, there was some organization within the church like, against the Iraq War, and you know they're they're generally on the left, but yeah. I don't okay. know. I like, like they, they're like, find your own spiritual truth and everything. And I'm like, all right, well, um, I really don't want to be here on Sundays. And they're like, <laughs> go and do as you see fit. And get the hell out of here. <laughs> see you in hell. <laughs> oh, they also don't believe in hell. They don't believe in heaven or God or hell. Oh, just, excellent. Yeah, it's it's just sort of like a, like the, the absence of religion for people who miss being part of an organized religion. I don't know. They taught me how to sing. I got that out of it. Hey. I also got to take a tour of all these different churches and shit. Oh my god! Like being being like an eleven year old raised in that environment and then going to look at the mega church. Mm-hmm. Funniest shit in the fucking world. 
What oh, was man. your impression? What was your, like your first impression? Um. Well, the pastor was just giving this uh, big old rant about how he had been going for a drive in his car, and how the GPS kept sending him in uh, the wrong directions, mm-hmm. and then he just turned the entire rest of the sermon into this sexist tirade against his GPS. And I'm like, wow, he personified it as a woman and then proceeded to sexism it for a full 30 minutes. Ah, okay. And, you know, he was, he was, he was funny and he was entertaining and he had, <laughs> he definitely understood like the, the elements of like, uh, you know, public speaking and presentation and theater. But I was like, wow, this guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> and then they, they took us to see the Buddhists and they had this one room shack off the side of a minor highway. And they were really chill, but they were fucking totally lame. It was like a bunch of white Buddhists in southern Maine. Mm-hmm. The synagogue was fun. There was a lot of singing and clapping and shit. Mm-hmm. That, was, that one was fun. I've always, oh uh, yeah, I, I went to a, to a bar mitzvah one time. That shit was great. I love that. If you ever get the chance to go to a bar mitzvah, I mean, probably your audience is a little bit older, but shit's, yeah. shit's a lot of fun. Go do it. You will yeah. not regret it. I bet, because, I mean, they always seem so festive. And that's the thing about a lot of those. Um, if about you're really lucky, they'll put you on the chair and they'll do the little chair dance thing. Oh, my I God, that's so fun. I might be scared about that. Like you said, a lot of them are a little on the older side. I don't know how uh, <laughs> if they kept up on their upper body strength, on their lifts and their gains. And there's this, like, this, like virtuosic dancing, which Oh my god, it's it's hilarious. They like like oh, yeah. they kneel down really low and they're doing like these kicks. I'm like, how are they getting back up? Like Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> See that's yeah. and that's and that's the interesting thing, once again, um, yep. is that like, you know, you gleam because it's like, yeah, we walk away from religion, you walk away from things, but you still realize like, oh, okay, you know, I still at least I got these good habits or that there were still these 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 things, you know, certain things still hold up after the fact. Yeah. Um and then you like, because 'cause I'm looking at like Unitarian Universalism and it's like one of the first things it's saying is that like, oh, you know, they include agnosticism, humanism, Judaism, and then like Taoism and Sikh, and a whole bunch of other shit I never even heard of. Like yeah. Omnism, Baha'is, syncretism, all kinds of shit. So basically what their their approach is kind of like almost what I'm talking about, which is just like take the bits and pieces and shit that you think are valuable and leave the rest. And it's all sort of wrapped up in a general hu- uh, humanist like viewpoint. So I'm completely... But it's like they also have a church, which I'm not convinced that you still need the church. That might that might be something that's like uh, we don't need to do it that way anymore. Like having the Olympics like move around all the time. We probably don't need to do that anymore. That's just kind of stupid. Well, I think it is good to have like a specific place like yeah. you can that you can consistently go to. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it won't be like a, a, a church per se, but I think that it is good to have like you know if you, whatever activities you want to do. You know, saying just having the space available to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely with that. Well, so, if I was ever to have children and be forced to take them to a church, it would probably be that church. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I learned about that. Because I'd heard of Unitarianism, but I hadn't heard of Unitarian Universalism. Oh, um, it's, they're the same thing in some contexts, and Unitarianism is also just a general philosophical term in some contexts. Ah, okay, because that, because I'm, from the name, it sounds like it's more taking like a uni- I get basically instead of there, the Trinity. There were two instead of the Trinity, movements that merged: the Universalists and the Unitarians. Right, but from the Unitarian name, my guess is that like it's a Christian religion, but that they don't look at God as a Trinity. They look at him as they look at it at the figure of God as just one entity, as opposed to being split into three different things: the Holy Trinity. Yeah, we didn't have the magical bird Jesus or magical bird God at um, the Unitarian <laughs> Church. 
<laughs> shit. One thing that I just wanted to add that was kind of a revelation to me, and it's kind of funny because, like, of all the other ways that I've been able to criticize religion and walk away from it, yeah. one of the things that I was not – that just kind of clicked with me, like, a couple of days ago was how the origin story in Genesis in the Bible, the fall of man, yeah. and how Eve got the apple, the serpent, or whatever, that shit is an inherently anti-intellectual, anti-enlightenment. Like, yeah. the, whole, the whole premise of that shit is anti-intellectualism and anti-enlightenment which is no, 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 don't go towards the light, stay in the dark, and allow yourself to be led by this figure who you're convinced or whatever will only lead you in the right way. Yeah. Right, Pat? It's inherently about, it's inherently about being, moving away from uh, critical analysis, self-reflection, um, consideration that you might be wrong, um, and it it's just kind of the supremacy of the word of God, or in other words, the supremacy of the Pope, yeah, or, the king, pope. or, the, or the king, yeah, you know, or the the you know according to the divine right of the kings, the the men that God conferred um, being in charge of y'all's ass to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if if you're doing reinterpretations of the Book of Genesis, you get to some pretty goofy places pretty quickly. Oh yeah. I mean, but, I mean, oh, the thing is. Oh, dude, I mean, you don't even have to reinterpret it the, on its face. It's oh, but it's fun, to. It's so fun, to. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. uh, but that was, um... But the entire was, Garden of Eden was just, you know, God setting up, like, a clone cest scenario so we could watch from behind the bushes <laughs> or whatever. Like, seriously, like, if I'm supposed to believe, if I'm supposed to believe that, oh, you only made, you know, one pair of everything or whatever the fuck, yeah. uh, you made a finite number of these groups, then basically what you're saying is that, like, all species and shit were engaging in incest. Yeah. Yep. And, like, incest, not just with their, like, brothers and sisters, but with their literal clones. The with literal clones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, one of my favorite posts that was put up uh, was that somebody said that, like, oh, if you really want to piss off Christians, tell them that Eve is actually a transgender, um, it's actually, like, transgender and shit yeah. because of the way that she comes from, because of the way that she's literally made from the rhythm of Adam. She's basically, like you said, she's a clone. She's a female clone of Adam. Yeah. Um, and, and I forget exactly the meme and shit, but it was basically just a way to like, oh, this is how you can piss off Christians and shit by like this reinterpretation of what Eve's role in, is and, and, and what she is. Well, I mean, um, the, the, the Bible does not hold up under scrutiny. I mean, we, 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 oh, could, no. we don't need to go through the whole thing, but as much as I would love to and would draw uh, great amusement from it, I don't think it would help you retain your audience. No, uh, no, 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 no. Oh no, not at, oh no, not at all. And that's why I brought up, and that's why I brought up the the thing about the origin story about the about the about the thing because it seems so obvious right now, but for some reason it only clicked with me because you know I've gone through all those other criticisms that you can do in the Bible and whatnot, but for some reason that initial one, the very first one, the most important one, which is, well, wait a minute. So you're saying that we're punished for seeking knowledge, we're punished for seeking self-reflection, we're punished for wanting to understand more. We're supposed to just live in this fantasy of everything being with these blinders on, but it's but th but what it showed to me because I've been having these um, exchanges with some of my friends who are more religious and shit, and I was trying to get to the bottom of it, and at some point they just said, um, "I don't want to be challenged, I don't want to be questioned," because I was because it was an example of me trying to get more details about why they believe and why they do the things that they do. And they and, and at the end of it, they just kind of succumbed and just said, "I don't want to be questioned. I don't want to change my point of view. They don't want to. 
Some people just don't want to. They just want to be led, and they just need something that's just compelling enough for them to feel comfortable with. Yeah, I, I saw that play out perfectly. Um, I just have one little anecdote about this, and then you can wrap up what you want or whatever. So I was I was studying um, at school with some of my friends, and I got I had a lot of Muslim friends because they really liked my bits about Christianity. You know? <laughs> of course they did. And um, we were, I got into it with a couple of my Muslim friends talking about the Bible and creation. My friend um, Tom's here, who's Muslim, and my friend Amanda, who's Muslim, and I were all arguing, and. Like, Tom Sear, he, he, he makes the point at one point that, you know, he knows he's not going to be able to win an argument about religion with someone who's using logic because it just doesn't work. It just right. doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Amanda keeps continuing to try to argue about, you know, her her belief and Allah and, like, the existence of God and how she knows it and everything. And she's like, at one point, she's just like, oh, it's 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 a force. I just, I feel it. I'm like, <laughs> And every time she says something, I'm like, <laughs> and like about after 30 seconds of that, she gets pretty sick of my shit, mm-hmm. and like leaves the room and comes back like a couple of minutes later. Like she's pretty, she's pretty pissed off about it. Like it, it didn't ruin our friendship, but like it, it pretty narrowly didn't ruin our friendship. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's that's the frustrating thing because. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it was just like the 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 difference between those two. Like Tom Sears, he's very devout, but like like he he wasn't about to go down that road because he's been down that road. And he knows what, he knows what happens. Right, right. He he understands that like he he understands that like he's able to separate that like oh this is what gives him moral clarity for whatever reason, but yeah. that but that he also understands that logic is a real thing and that it exists outside of what gives him moral clarity. And that he's not equipped to be as effective in that space, you know, yeah. which that's cool. And there's plenty of religious people of all backgrounds who, who are the same. It's one of the reasons why there is a strain of intellectual rigor throughout, you know, an academic study throughout uh, uh, many of these you know, religions to a degree. But then it also leaves the potential for these reactionaries who want to go and burn the fucking church, you know, literally burn the fucking schools and libraries down. Yeah. You know, um, so, so, yeah, so that was, you know, that was really interesting. And it seems like it's so like. It seems like it's something that's so basic and should be understood at the face, but for whatever reason, it's something that I've only come to more recently. And I th- and I think that part of it is kind of like, and this is probably part of like my left wing of liberal bias or whatever, is that I'm always thinking that like, oh, there's a there's a way that I can word this, or there's a there's a different way that I can put this frame a different framework to where they'll recognize the error of their way of thinking. Whereas the thing I have to understand is that like this isn't about this isn't about a way of thinking. This is about giving a level of intercontentment. This is or inter. This is about giving a sense of inner contentment and being okay with life. You know, and that when you challenge, and that some people, when you challenge them on their spiritual religious beliefs, um, it's not a logical or rational issue. It's a question of you want me to challenge what makes me feel comfortable in this life. 